to speak about Amir al-Akum on Shabbos. And, and as I said, the shear is going to be split into two parts. The first part we're going to call part one. And the second part we're going to call Yisr Hanami Maisa Akum. Okay? We're good. All right. So the first part, today I want to speak about Amira. General Amira and specific Yisr Dibur to an Akum. The Gemara in Shabbos quotes um, quotes a pasuk in Yeshayahu, Yeshayahu Nun Chet Yud Gimel. For those of you who read Nach, Im Tashiv Mishabat Raglecha Asot Chafatzecha BeYom Kodeshi VeKarata LeShabbat Oneg LeKedosh Hashem Mechubad VeKibadeto MiAsot Derachecha MiMtzor Chafatzecha VeDaber Davar. Okay, that's also. And the Navi is rebuking or instructing the Am that they should uh, refrain from, from doing what they, they would normally do during the week. They ref- should refrain from doing that on, on, on God's holy day. And you should call it a day of pleasure uh, to sanctify God and honor God from doing what you normally do, your normal wants, your normal speech. Okay, that's a loose translation of the Pasuk. So the Gemara in Kufiud, Shabbos Kufiud Gimel Amaral says, V'daber davar, plucking out the words, the last two words of the Pasuk, V'daber davar, Shalo yehei diburecha shal Shabbat ki diburecha shal chol. You see, what the Navi is saying is, that you should refrain from your normal talk. Not just to refrain from your normal pursuits on Shabbos, but refrain from your normal talk, conversation. Uh, so the Gemara says, you, that therefore your conversation on Shabbat shouldn't be the same as your conversation on Chol. Okay, um, Tosot actually quotes uh, a Yerushalmi, or a Medaik from Yerushalmi, that a person on Shabbat should speak less. I had a um, great-grandfather, I had a great-grandfather who, uh, you know, lived in Europe like all grandfathers, great-grandfathers did, and decided one time that he on Shabbos he was just going to speak Hebrew. Okay? And as a result, he just spoke much less on Shabbos, which suited him fine. And he was fine speaking less, and, and you know, that's what he did. But any, in any case, the halacha is, the Shulchan says the following. Two points. Point one is when it comes to talking about a, a malacha doing uh, one of the av malachot, or any malacha on Shabbat, is asur. In other words, a person is not allowed to say on Shabbat, I'm going to bake a cake. Okay? A person is not allowed to say, I'm going to do laundry. That sentence, a person is not allowed to say that sentence. Okay? A person is allowed, however, the Shulchan says, a person could refer to that action of a malacha without actually saying it. As an example, if I were to say, I'm going to drive to Yushalayim tonight, that would not be a proper thing to say on Shabbat. Because driving inherently is, a, is an act that's, that's an Isa Malacha. Okay? The um, Fachot, it's an Isa, let's say, of Havara on Shabbos. What a person can say is, I'm going to go to Yushalayim on Matzah Shabbos. You get it? And even though everybody who talks to me realizes that I don't walk to Yushalayim, and I don't take buses. Okay? So they know I mean I, I, I'm driving, but I'm not allowed to express the malach itself. Yes, Ellie. Okay? Yes. 
that in a sense of preparing? Excellent. Excellent. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Is there an Isser to prepare on Shabbos for after Shabbos by making plans verbally? Okay? A lot of people think that, that that's also because they know that it is an Isser HaChana, and it is true. It is also to be mechin mi Shabbos l'chol. However, the halacha is, it is mutter to talk about plans for after Shabbos. It is also to do a physical action, like to change your clothes right, bef- right before Shabbos Marev, let's say. So that as soon as Marev is over, you just, you're out there on the bus. That's also to do on Shabbos. I'm not going there. That's too much of a, too much of a uh, tangent. That's, there's a din of Hachana, look in the beginning of Beit, so, um, you're, 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 the, the issue is only when it comes to uh, doing actual malacha. You could look, you could look over in, 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 in um, I'll tell you exactly what to look after, after, after sure. Okay? In any case, that's how the Shulchan Paskins. You're allowed to say, let's go. You're allowed to make verbal plans. We, you know, we'll go to this, uh, I don't know, ba- basketball game, this restaurant, or we'll meet this and this guy. You're allowed to talk about that on Shabbos. There's no restriction when it comes to talking, planning things on Shabbos, as long as your discussion doesn't include actions of a malacha. Okay, if you're going to say, we're going to bake chocolate chip cookies after Shabbos, and that you're not allowed to do. Okay? That's, so that's one halacha that comes out of this din of Dabar Davar. That's what's learned out of the Pasuk from the Gemara and Shabbos Kofi Gimel. Yes? Yeah, that's questionable. I'll tell you why, because to say make, it, it's a kind of understood bake. Go, to say go to Yushalayim, the word go to Yushalayim doesn't necessarily mean. But you, you maybe you could say make cookies. You know, we will arrange cookies or something like that. You know. Yes, Avi. So, because the Navi is saying it, it's very hard to say this in Issa Deraita. But I'll get to it. I will get to it in a moment. I'll touch on that question. Yes? This whole thing I mean, sounds kind of like an error. I don't want to say it sounds stupid, but it sounds like it's Good, I'm glad. Because I would really think less of you if you did. <laughs> yes? I mean, it's kind of like, like, like Neville versus Shusak. So, sort of like, I don't know what you're doing here. Like, if you're going somewhere, you're going somewhere. So, they don't talk about it all on Shabbos. It's clear that you're taking a boss to your Yes, but that's, I think what you're saying is exactly, I think you, you've touched the essence of the, of the, of the topic. There's no restriction, there's no restriction in a person understanding that you are interested in doing a malacha. The restriction is in the dibur. In other words, the maisa, if I could use the word, the phrase loosely, the maisa isser, is the actual dibur. You get it? No, Novi says, a person should be careful with what he says on Shabbat. It's mamish the, the using your mouth, talking, the actual t- words that you're saying is the Isser. So if I could say, I'm going to go to Yushalayim, I didn't describe any Isser. Theoretically, I guess I could also walk to Yushalayim. But the, not, the problem that the person understands from what I'm saying that I'm going to, going to be doing a malacha, that's not a problem. Like what's the idea? Is the idea that someone has plans to do something they're thinking outside of Shabbos, Shabbos is a day of sanctity. Without doing a Shabbos is the day of sanctity, and you should refrain from expressing malachot on Shabbos. Even if it's clear that you will be doing a malachot in that instance. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Now, um, just a second, just a second. It also includes, by the way, you know, talking about business, making business deals and things on Shabbos. You don't make business deals on Shabbos. You know, there's a story of a guy in, in, sitting in the shtibol, turns to his friend and said, Nishtav Shabbos Geret, but I want to, I have a car I want to sell. Nishtav Shabbos Geret means in Yiddish, we don't speak on, we don't speak of such things on Shabbos in Yiddish, but it's used as a way of curing, like once you say that phrase before you, anything you're going to say, so afterwards you could say anything you want. So you say like, Nishtav Shabbos Geret, you know, and all that, the Nishtav Shabbos Geret comes from this din that we're discussing right now. Okay? Nishtav Shabbos Geret, I want to sell, I have a car I want to sell. So his friend says, Nishtav Shabbos Geret, but how much do you want for it? So he says, well, Nishtav Shabbos Geret, $4,000. So the guy thinks to himself, whatever, and comes, comes back to him a little bit during laning and says, Nishtav Shabbos Geret, I'm interested in, in, in your car. He says, Nishtav Shabbos Geret, it's sold. <laughs> That's the story. Doesn't say it doesn't. You can't say that, but it is a common a common belief. Huh? It's it's kind of like I don't want to speak Lush and Hara, but it's it doesn't help. I've tried it; it doesn't help. <laughs> yes. So, if you enjoy economics and you like to schmooze economics, just um, but not for practical reasons, then then it's it, it's it's okay. But you know what? I think it's connected to the next halacha the Shulchan Aruch says, and then I'll get back to your question. Anyway, the Shulchan Aruch also says that one is not allowed to speak devarim betelim on Shabbos. Now, a lot of you are are terror struck right now. What else I have to speak about? <laughs> What are Devarim Batayim? Empty things. Things with no purpose. Right, so you think, well, that's about everything I say. Well, here's one of the rare instances that the, the Shukhanach is more machmir than the Ramah, where the Svardim, okay, have to be more machmir than Ashkenazim. Because the Ramah says the following. He says, Ubenay Adam, Shesipur Shmuot, V'daber Chidushim Hu Oneg Lehem. person that likes, enjoys telling things that they heard over, like rumors and stories, okay, or news. Telling over news is a pleasure for them. Mutal l'sapram b'shabbat, kemo b'chol. For them, it's muta to say on Shabbat, because it's an oneg, because it's part of their pleasure of Shabbat. Ela aval, misha enu mit'aneg, but if you don't get any pleasure from telling these stories, also l'omram, k'day shi'itaneg behem chavero. You're not allowed to tell stories if you have friends and, and like stories. An example, let's say you don't like sports at all, but you happen to be walking down the street in Waiter Shul and a car drove by and you just heard who won the World Series. Okay? And you know that your friend is dying to know, but you couldn't care less about, about sports. So the Ramah is saying, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to tell your friends, hey, the Yankees won. You're not allowed to tell them that. You're not allowed to tell them a score. Because that's the Varn Batalin. And you can't speak to Aram Tehel Mishabbos. So the obvious question is, well, what if giving your friend pleasure gives you incredible pleasure? Okay? What about that feeling of walking into shul with this information that no one in shul has? And only you have it. And how important that's going to make you feel. And well-liked. 
Okay, so so I think the answer is that if yeah, if you get oneg from that, then you you get oneg, and that's okay. But uh, if you don't get oneg, it's not really okay. I'll read you the lashon of the Shulchanach. Daber davar shlo yehi diburecha shel Shabbat ki diburecha shel Chol hilkach asur lomar davar ploni eesel lemachar oschora ploni ekne lemachar. Okay. You're not allowed to even say, I'm going to buy myself a pair of shoes tomorrow. Can't do that. And even though buying, by the way, is an Isidur Rabbanan. Mecca Memker is an Isidur Rabbanan, according to, to almost everybody. You can't speak a lot of Dvarim Betelim on Shabbat, according to Shabbat. And the Ramah is more makeup. And this, you know, uh, yeah, let's leave it at that. What about speaking about a Dvar Mitzvah that has in Isur Dibur in it. A Dvar Mitzvah that has, a, as an example, a very common thing is an appeal. We're talking about money on Shabbat. Someone gets an Aliyah and they do a Mishinadar. Mishinadar is a way of saying, you know, making a Mishaberach for someone who just got an Aliyah and he's going to donate X amount of money to the Shul because of his Aliyah. So are you allowed to talk, you know, talk money? Or, or, or auctioning off uh, Aliyah on, on Simchas Torah? Or hakafos, or whatever, for money. So, here's a machlokas achoran. The Magen Avram says it's also. You can't. You're not allowed to sell things, you're not allowed to talk about money, even for the Dvar Mitzvah. The El Yorabah uh, holds that it's mutter. The El Yorabah is an early achoran. El Aleph Lamid Yud Hey, Rabbah. Some people mispronounce it as El Yahu Rabbah, but that wasn't his name. It was the El Yorabah. Anyway, the Mishnabura is Machriya. It says, Nachon Lachmir, Lachachila, you should be Machmir like the Mogin of Ram. And the Gra, by the way, also is Machmir. El Imkain Lachizuk, the Mitzvah. In other words, if your purpose of talking is to be Machazik Amaisa Mitzvah, then Mishnabura says you could be Mako. And the example he gives is the Aliyot Torah. Because everybody knows that if you announce the amount of money the person's going to give, number one, chances are higher they won't forget. And number two, the next guy gets aliyah, he'll probably give that much more for his aliyah. And so, and so on and so forth. So that's, that's a lot of mitzvot coming into this, to the shul. Okay? Alright. Um, now we get to the other aspect of the amira, which is amir la'akum. It was, this was like a warm-up, because I really wanted to speak amir la'akum, but I think it's a fascinating topic that a lot of people don't, even, don't know that exists. But in the same vein, Chazal say that you can't do Amir La'akum, which basically tell, telling an Akum to do a Malacha. Okay, Christopher, could you please turn on the lights? You can't do that on Shabbat. Now, what is the Makor of Amir La'akum? So there are three different Shitot in the Rishonim. The Rambam, uh, and, and by the way, the Groh passes like the Rambam, holds that the holding of Amir La'akum is Midrabanan, and the purpose of Chazal made the Gezeir the Rabbanan was in order that Shabbos doesn't become a joke. Okay, the Rambam. This, the atmosphere of Shabbat. If I could hire uh, non-Jews to be at my beck and call, to do anything I want them to do, so then, you know, the Yisra Malacha almost becomes like a joke. Because, you know, everything gets done. Uh, the Yireim, who was one of the Bali Tosvot, held that Emir Lachim was in Yisra Deiraita. You hear that, Avi? In Yisra Deiraita. And he learns it from one pasuk, when it says lo ye ase melacha, so he sees the the um, the word ye ase melacha. You should not cause melacha to be done on Shabbat. 
his interpretation of that pasuk of Yehoshua is causing malacha to be done on Shabbat is also in itself. Yes, sir. The Urayim. Yud Reish Aleph Yud Mem. Rav Elezer Mimitz. Okay, um, the third sheet is that of Rashi. And interesting, Rashi labels it a Diorita, but quotes the Pasuk of Daber Davar. Which I said, it's hard really to call it a clear Diorita, but what Rashi might mean to say is that if the Navi is giving Musa to people, and he's not, he wasn't making a Gezerah, he was describing of what Shabbat should be, so it pre- predated him, this understanding of what Shabbat should be. And, and possibly from Sinai, as, as Rashi understood. Because there's no more first pasuk that you could say, oh, you know, one of the, one of the tag myths or something like that. But it's a concept that, it would, you know, Rashi says it wasn't a gazer that, that some bet didn't made at a certain point in history. It was always there. Okay? So it's interesting. You have, you know, different approaches. The, um, the Shukhanah with Pashtun, Paskins like the Rambam, but we'll soon see. What about Amira before Shabbos? In other words, tell Christopher, when we finish the uh, Friday night supper, please shut the lights. Now, note, all examples that I'm going to be giving are examples where there's no direct Hanah from the Malacha. I know some of you are thinking, what greater Hanah to a Jew than saving money on electricity, right? But halachically, there's no Chefza of Hanah. In other words, there's not a Chefza created. It's not like baking a chocolate cake where there's a chafsa created, there's a, there's a naf on that. Okay? Um, so that's an example I give is, is shutting light. So would it be mutter us? So it really might depend on what the makar of the Isra is. According to the Urayim, lo yei is an Isra on Shabbat. And therefore, he's, the Urayim passes that before Shabbat, you could tell a guy to do anything you want him to do. Instruct him before Shabbat. The Rambam, however feels that all this is part of the Gezerah de Rabbanon in order to safeguard the sanctity of Shabbat, and therefore he feels that it's also, and that's how the Shulchan Aruch Paskins. So you see the Shulchan Aruch is Paskins really like the Rambam, that it's a Rabbanon, and the purpose is in order to keep a certain spirit of Shabbat going and it shouldn't be destroyed um, by, by Amir al-Akum. What about, wait, wait, before your questions, I might, I might cover it. What about hinting to an Akum? In other words, don't do the Amira, but you hint. Like, on Chavez. Like you say, oh, I wish someone would shut the lights. So you're not saying, you're not saying Christopher shut the lights, but you're just saying, I wish someone would shut the lights. You're not giving a directive to Christopher. You're hoping that Christopher is, is bright and, 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 and willing to, interested in pleasing you. Um, so what about Ramiz? So the Ramah Paskins, that it's also. Ramiz is also. Sorry, say that once again. Hmm? The Ramah. The Ramah. Paskin that Ramiz. A person cannot say, I wish someone would shut the lights. I wish someone would, would, yeah, shut the lights. We'll leave it at that. However, uh, the Mishnabura comments that if you don't have a command in the sentence, you don't have a description of the malacha, you just say, oh, what a terrible waste of money. No one's in the room anymore, and the electricity is being wasted. And what? Well, no, see, it's dark in here. We'll prompt him to turn on the lights, and then we're going to be touching on next week's topic, which is getting Hanah when a when a guy does a malacha for you. 
And I'm trying my best to stay away from that topic. I'm focusing only on the Amira aspect. I work long and hard in separating the two. Okay? So you say, oh, what a terrible waste of money. So there are, so there, the Mishnah Burpassans, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to do that. In other words, the issue here is not to, to have a deeper, not to have a command. So you could say, what a terrible waste of money. And then Christopher figures out, oh, usually, sometimes Christopher will say to you, oh, you mean you want me to shut the lights? What do you do then? You say, can't tell you. I'm Jewish. I can't say that. There is no answer what he does. You could say again. You could say what a waste. You could say what a waste of electricity. No one's in the room. You can't say. Right. That's Ramiza. That's also right. A body motion. No, interesting. That that's in, an interesting an interesting theory. Um, that's too much of a too close to dibur to and communication. I have a yeah. On the, you said that for uh, for the Yerayim, that for telling Yerayim, Yerayim, so before it's telling you not to be before Shabbos. Yeah, but if he says it from Lo Yasem Melacha, so Yeh Yasem Melacha is only said on Shabbos. Like, you shouldn't cause Mocha to be done on Shabbos. Right, but the Yerim understands that it's part of your Shemir Shabbat, just like you don't do Malachot, you don't flip on the, on, on the lights. Yeah. The same thing, you can't cause someone to flip on You can't be the cause. You are the cause, though. No, Lo Yeh By telling Christopher, it's as though you're doing it. That's how the Yerim understands yeah, but, then, but before Shabbos, he's got no problem, because you could turn on the light before Shabbos. That, this is what the Yerim says. I'm not extrapolating from the other thing. Yerim Mamish says that you could say before Shabbos. Yes? Uh, two questions. Firstly, from what I understand the conversation with the Arabian, where she's saying I can tell the guy in front of the afternoon to do something also to Yes, but again, we don't pass like that. So that well, I'm saying that's what you said. Indeed. Right? Yeah. And uh, point two, when the guy says, um, I don't need to flick on the lights, if you just ignore that point and say something irrelevant or just don't answer him, is that on the assumption that he will, which he probably will, is that problematic? You basically just leave him to He says, do you want me to shut the light and say... Oh, what a wonderful uh, weather we're having! No, no. So you just no. So either you just, you basically just avoid the question, either by not responding or whatever. And, yes. But you know he's going to do it. Is that fine? That's so fine. You, that's fine. That's fine. For him shutting the lights per se is not a problem. The only problem we have is you telling him to shut the lights. That's it. Despite the slight to you, that's it. Yes, Alex. You told directly if the lights in the shul were off. No, we're not going to the off. You could tell him directly, the lights in the shul are on. And you could say to him, what a terrible waste of money. You get it? Okay, I'm just keeping... Your question, I'm sure I'm going to cover the the further questions. Alright, next. What about Ramiza before Shabbat? Okay? In other words, like you say to Christopher, why didn't you shut the lights last Friday night? And you say that to him before Shabbos. So the Shulchan Aruch holds that that's mutter. Yeah. Well, you'd say to him right before Shabbos, oh, I wish someone would have shut the lights last last Friday. Okay? 
Okay, and if he understands that, that's a remiza, and it's happening before Shabbos Shulchan, passing this month. What about, well, no, no one's calling. What about Amira la Amira? To tell Christopher, to tell Annabelle, okay, uh, to do a malacha. In other you say, Christopher, please tell Annabelle to shut the lights. Amira la Amira. So, interesting, there are achronim, there are Bekiva Eger, some sofra hold that Amira la Amira is absolutely mutter. Mutter. Huh? According to Rabbi Kiva Eger and the Chassam Sofa. However, the Mishnah Brewer passes also. And he says, Yesh lahakel, but makom hefseid gadol. If it's a real, a real hefseid gadol, then makom lahakel. And you could tell somebody to tell, you know, tell Christopher, to tell Annabelle to go shut the refrigerator or something like that. You know, let's say there's a light on there in the refrigerator. Go shut the refrigerator. Okay? Yes, sir. Yes. And the Mishnah Brura says also. Okay, what about, as you all know, in Melachar and Shabbat, to be split into two parts, two, two categories. One, Issa de Raita, the other one, Issa de Rabbanan. Issa de Rabbanan on Shabbat is usually called a Shvut, as in a long Shvut. Same word, Shvut. A Shvut, which is a Gazer de Rabbanan for Shabbos. What about telling a guy? To do a malacha that's an Issa de Rabbanan. For example, and this is, by the way, a very important, very, very practical differentiation between the right and the Rabbanan and Shabbat. Look up. You see those lights? Fluorescent. Fluorescent lights. Okay? There isn't a wire filament that runs through through there. It's just like these nodes that zaps, zap, zap, zap is the word I'm looking for zap a gas that's inside the tube that makes the gas glow. Okay? But there's no wire. The good old-fashioned bulbs, the type that, that Edison invented, okay, that is called an incandescent bulb and basically is a filament of wire that glows because of the energy that's going through it. Halakhically, according to most postkim, a glowing filament thing, okay, that's a diorite of ash. All right. According to most poskim, a fluorescent light like that one up there, and definitely a a uh, LED or a LED, as they call them in, in Israel, that's a derabbanan. All right. Um, so it would, would it be mutter to tell a uh, a non-Jew could you shut this light? Now, according to Chazonish, by the way, any time you complete an electric circuit. You're over on, on, on Bona, and every time you, you cut this, the circuit, you're, you're over on the issue of Stira. Remember last week we spoke about Binyan and Stira. The Chazonish felt that with electric circuits is an issue of Binyan and Stira. The vast majority of postkim don't follow the Chazonish on that, on that matter. I an example of Shom Zaman Orbach Zatzal when he was, I think, 17 or 19, something like that, wrote an entire book on HaChashmal B'Shabbat, or HaChashmal B'Halacha, and he spends a lot of pages explaining why he disagreed with the Chazonish. Most don't put Pasan and Chazonish. But anyways, the Ramban and the Shulchan Aruch Paskin, that if it's a Dvar Mitzvah, or a Mitzvah Choli, or a Tzorah Harbei, it would be muttered to tell a Goy to do a Shvur, to do a Melacha de Rabbanan. Okay? Um, the Mongan of Ram say that, that a Tzorah Harbei is Dafka Hefsei Gadol. It has to be a significant loss of money, or the Mishnah adds 
a significant pain to a person's body. I'll give you a very good example. If you're talking about, let's say, a really, really hot summer day. Okay? Air conditioning. On a really, really hot summer day, according to most postkim, would be a derabanan. Unless there's this little bulb that has a filament in it that, that glows when you turn it on. But if, it, if there isn't such a bulb, um, according to most, it would be derabanan. What did you say for the Magana? Hmm? For the Magana? That it has to be, it can't just be a. a uh, no, no, no. Who, who it has to be a Hefseid Godel. No, who's Magana? No, before him. Before him? Shukran Aruch? Yeah. Shukran. No, saying what? No, yeah. Oh, Shukran Aruch says that a mirror by a Shvut, in other words, to tell a guy to do a Malacha de Rabbanan. And by the way, you're not Poskim. And you really don't know Hakushab is that well. I don't mean to insult anybody in the room. You shouldn't be deciding on your own what's the right and what's the Rabbanan, other than the examples I just gave you. Okay? No. No, sorry. Yes? What? Dimming the fluorescent bulb. Dimming the fluorescent bulb would probably be a uh, Rabbanan. If you have an ill, a person who's ill, and the, the light is bothering them, so you could say, you could say, Constantine, could you please come and dim the lights, so so this person could, okay. So you say Shatach says that Amir Baishvus is what? Mm-hmm. You're saying, but that if the situation is a Tzorich Gadol or Mitzvah holy or Dvar Mitzvah, it would be okay. Okay. A uh, nice example, you know, okay, whatever, I, I gave an example, it's enough. Okay. What about Amira for a Dvar Mitzvah? No, I'm not going to put it that way, let me put it this way. The Ramah is of the opinion that if it's a Dvar Mitzvah and it's Sarah Godal, Amira would be mutter even, even for a Diraita. Okay. However, the Magen Avram and Mishabura disagree, and they say that no, if it's a Tzorach Godol, it wouldn't be Mutter. You'd have to be like some situation where you're saving Rabin from doing a Malacha. So let me just clarify. People are confused with, with, with what I'm saying. I'll give you a practical example. According to the Mishaburah, you cannot tell a guy to do a Malacha, even if it's a Tzorach Harbeit for Tzorach Rabin, unless you're saving them from doing an Isra. As an example, fixing an Eruv. To fix an Eruv, Okay, it's an issue the right of bona, according to most postkim. It's an issue the right of bona. The eruv goes down. You notice it's down. Okay, the rabbi or the guy who's in charge of the eruv wants to tell the custodian to fix the eruv. Okay, so the halacha according to Mishabura, you're allowed to tell him please fix the eruv. Tie a How do I do that? I don't know how to do it. You tie a string from there and you tie it over there and you're allowed to do it, even though it's an issue the right of bona. Because you are saving Rabin from doing an Issa Malacha. Well, you're not that yourself, or? You gotta tell the God. Chasvashon, you're not yeah. yourself. You gotta tell the God. Okay? If you're talking about not Nisid the writer, but Nisid Rabbanan, so he said that if there's Tsara Guf or a Hefset Godol involved, then, then, then you would allow to do Amira. Okay? Alright. Um, one of the most common occurrences on Shabbos is, you open up the door on a Friday night to your fridge, and all of a sudden you notice a light went on. What do you do? 
you quickly close it, right? So now you're over on two Isurim. And you're on the outside, and the yummy food is on the inside. Didn't get you anywhere. Right? What do you do when you open the door and the light is on? So, the, the best thing to do really is to take a little kid, and I'm, and I'm glad I'm raising the issue of a little kid, and you ask the little kid, please hold the door for me. And then you walk out of the room. You don't tell them the light is on, the light is off. You just say, please hold the door. And then you walk out of the room. And then, if there's a certain amount of time, unless it's a really special kid, okay, the kid's just going to walk away, and the door is going to close on its own. Now, you're allowed to do that, because the kid is completely not aware, and it's a double from and not even that, it's not even an action on his part. He's just like walking away. He's not deliberately closing the door. He's just walking away. Um, I'm giving this example because you should know another thing. We're talking about Amir Laakum. There's a halacha about Amir Lakatan. It's according to most understandings, it's an isur dioraita to have a katan do a malacha for you on Shabbos. I, I know that you all have seen situations where the lights go off and you take this little kid and you say, "Oh, look, look, you know, do this or or put this or etc. etc." And that is absolutely awesome. And again, I, I told you according to many, maybe even most poskim, it's an isur dioraita because in the Ten Commandments it says that your children shouldn't be doing a malach of you on Shabbos. Okay? So please, you be, be careful with that. Do not have uh, children ever do malach for any reason whatsoever. No, no, no Jewish children. You can't do it. The, the, the refrigerator trick works only because the kid's not really doing malach and he's not at all aware of what he's doing. Okay? Why do people do it? What's wrong with the, do this, do this? Because he's doing malach you cannot have the kid do a malacha. But in one case, the situation is turning on the light. With the he's, he's, he's not. He's walking away. He's not. It's not an action. It's not an he action that he's away. doing. It's not a willful action that he's doing. Yes, Alicia. Are you able to get a knot from something that Katan did before? Like, let's say it's Friday night and you realize the children wasn't turned on. I don't know the answer to that question. Blinader, I will look into it. Yes, sir, Avi. Um, My intu- intuition says it's also. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yes. No, it's not because he doesn't know he's doing malacha, he isn't really doing a malacha. He's not switching on the light, he's walking away. He might not even be willfully shutting the door. And he doesn't even understand or, or understand that, that, that that's, that's going to cause that. Understand? It's, a, it's, a, it's lower than a Dov Shalom Okay, wait, before your questions, let me just finish the refrigerator thing. What if... After you open and close the refrigerator on Friday night, you realize that the yummy food's on the inside, and you're on the outside, and you really want to get to that food. And you have a non-Jew there. Okay? Um, what, do you, what do you do? So there, you're allowed to tell the non-Jew, could you please open the door for me? And the reason why you're allowed to say it straight out, can you open the door for me? Because, I, as I explained to you, it's a dovashen mishavim. Dovashen mishavim is when you have a primary action you want to do, and there is a secondary action or reaction to what you're doing, but that's not really your design. Got it? That's a dover shlomit chavein. He's not. He doesn't have intention for that. So if you ask, you know, Mary to open the door, open the refrigerated door, she had no kavana whatsoever, no intention that the light will go on. Okay. So you're allowed to do that on Shabbat.
There's a good chance. Yes. Yes, straight out. Open the door. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yes. Really isn't. It's a double shame. It's, it's, believe me, it's not, it's not a malacha. It's not a malacha per se. You knowing that when you close the door, you're shining the light is, is a malacha. I'm saying you letting go. You can't let go. You can't let go. No. Can you have, you have the non light Have him? How are you going to have him do that? Yes, you could do that. Yes. You could say, what a shame, I'm not going to be able to use this fridge as long as the light, light bulb is screwed into place. You could say that. Yes. Yes, for sure. What was the purpose? What was the whole purpose of the exercise? No. Why? Oh, I mean, if you opened it yourself. Oh, no, you did a malacha b'shogeg. In the case of the fridge, it's almost metasek. Metasek means it's like a lower form of, of, of intention that you're not even higher for. Okay, so you're probably not going to burn in hell, even right? Ice. Even on the rice level, because you just you, you when you opened it, you didn't think for a second about it. Now you have the light on, but it's probably not a malacha. But even if by accident you did a malacha um, in this situation, taking the food out of the fridge is not considered hanaf of the malacha. In other words, eating a, a chocolate cake that someone made, that's enough of a malacha. Or even sitting and reading by a light that someone just turned on, that's getting enough from the, from the direct you know, outcome of what he did. You having access to the food is not really um, directly from the, the light turning on. Well, you don't really need to like to see the food. Yeah, because you, you would have to light it up. Since you would have to light it up. Yes, sir. And it's clear that the problem here is competing inside. If you have a fridge of this form, then either on Thursday or Friday... You the problem is the light going on. Not completing a circuit. What, so that we don't hold that the completing a circuit is an issue. Well, so if you remove the bulb on Thursday or Friday, then you can use the fridge once you want, basically. Of course. Like everybody else in, in, in Israel does, right? Everybody does that. Am I wrong? I think everybody uses their fridge. How do you use your fridge? Okay. Okay, next. Amiro litzorach chole she'en bo sakana. What is a chole she'en bo sakana? So I have to give you a quick intro into the world of cholim b'chlal. Ill people. You could have a person who is a chole she'esh bo sakana. Meaning... The guy's going to die, or he's in danger of dying. And then, anything you have to do to save his life, you do. Okay, you don't hesitate. Um, you could have a, a suffolk. And again, if it's a suffolk, you do whatever you have to do to save the person's life. Even if it's a suffolk. You could have a cholish sakan. In other words, you know that his life is not in danger. Okay? Um, that's a Cholish Bo Sakana. Do you want me to give you examples of a person you know for sure his life is not in danger? A broken arm, I think, is questionable. 
a person can technically die from a broken arm. Um, huh? Yeah, infection. If it's if if it's a, if, if it's a compound fracture, you can have um, certain minerals getting into his bloodstream and and zapping him in the brain. I mean, I don't want to scare you guys, but um, it's not so simple that a broken arm. It's not that simple, but anyways, a cut. Yeah, let's say a cut. A cut where you're not like losing a lot of blood. It's a, a cut or a person, let's say, who has a cold. A person, a person that you know, he feels to be a chole. To be a chole, you have to have either serious trauma to your body or to feel like you can't function. To feel I have a headache. I feel tired, I can't function, I have to lie down. Now, this is not a, a yeshiva guy talking. If it's a yeshiva guy talking, he's not a chola. But let's say it's a lawyer, an Indian chief, a, uh, a person who has a real job, and he feels so sick that he just feels incapacity that he has to lie down, that's a chola. That's the dinner of a chola. So if you have a slight headache, that's not a chola. That's yeshlo mechush. Okay, a chol is a person who has to lie down. He feels not that he has to lie down the whole day, but he reaches a point where he just he's exhausted. He has to lie not exhausted because of the illness. He has to lie down. That's a chol. sakana. And the halacha is that the chazal, when they were gozer the gezeira of Amir Lakim, when we passed in the shulchanah that it was a gezeira, they weren't gozer by cholim. There's no gezeira by cholim. So that if you have such a chol sakana, a person suffering a very bad cold. Or an illness that, you know, there's very little chance that, uh, that his life is in danger. A guy is, all, you could ask a guy to do all kinds of stuff for this person. Cook some chicken soup, if there's not a problem with visual aquam, or whatever, whatever malacha needs to be done for the chola, you're allowed to do. What do you mean if there isn't a problem with visual aquam, the guy's doing it? Let's say, let's say there's a, let's say there's a flame already on, and you're an Ashkenazi. Okay? That's an example. Yes. Um, is there a difference between the risk of someone dying versus someone having permanent damage? Um, it's an interesting question. Uh, whether Sakonat Eifer is considered a, 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 a considered a Cholashesh for Sakon or not. Um, I don't have time to tell my entire personal story about that, but maybe next time I'll tell you my story. Remind me. There is room, there's a Shach, there is a room to, to say that if a person has a Sakon of, lo- of losing a limb or use of his limb that that might also be uh, for such a person it's not a holiday out no, a broken arm is not, not necessarily losing you know if the Shabbos he'll set it it'll be okay it depends on the type of break I'm just saying theoretically it could be, it could be life for anything anyways so you could turn on a light and turn off a light ask the person to do it etc other people could even get Hanah from the turning on the light. You could ask uh, the, the you know the person, you could ask him, you know, Christopher, could you drive to the drugstore and get some some Tylenol? Jump in the car. For okay? And, and no, you can't obviously you can't jump in the car. Now, the cooler of the week the cooler of the week is that when it comes to extreme cold and extreme heat, Hakol Cholin Eitzel Hakor. Everybody's considered a chole, a chole sheimbosakana when it comes to extreme cold. So that, as an example, if your furnace goes off on Shabbos, you would be able, and, and let's say it's the winter in New York, and it's, 
pretty extremely cold, you would be able to tell a guy, could you fix it, could you turn it on, etc., etc. Okay, if you're going to man- you, you, could, you want to manage not saying Amir Lachem, but there's basically no Gezerah because you have people in the house have a dinner of a chole. Now, when it comes to a young child under the age of five, and let's say that the parents are meticulous about the temperature in the child's room, so any uh, deviation of the normal temperature, the child's considered a chole. Get it? Like in the baby's room, the temperature has to be between this and this. So if there's a deviation and needs an adjustment that requires a malacha, you could tell a guy to do that for you. Because that, that, that too is a situation where the person is considered like a, has a din of a chola, she'en bo sakana. Questions? That's all, folks.